An adventure is defined as any activity with an uncertain outcome. Character is defined as something that sets an individual apart from others. We strongly believe that our character is defined by the adventures we take on our journey of life. Through the stories of others, we hope to inspire you to embark on a new adventure. Through the Character Mill community, we hope to make that adventure possible. Character Talks features amazing people with powerful stories of incredible adventures that have shaped their very character. This is Character Talks. And wait through the stream or maybe run through the river Even though you may get just a little bit wet A bum bum shido A bum bum shido Wow, 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 This is, this is life Episode number two of Character Talks, we travel to Colorado to speak with a longtime friend of mine, Mae Jackson. I first met Mae when she walked into my bike shop on the coast of Maine, eager to try mountain biking but having no idea what she was about to get herself into. Years later, she's still ripping it up on her bike and now dropping incredible lines in the backcountry of Vail on her snowboard. Like many young people who decide to drive across the country to a strange new place and start a new adventure, Mae was nervous, scared, but determined to make it work. Now, years later, we look back on that adventure. When I asked May what character trait would best describe her because of this adventure, she chose grit, and I could not agree more. Yeah, so away we go, and shit, this is where, now this is like episode number two. I'm so stoked that we're actually getting this going. And two. <laughs> two. And so, yeah, so with me now is May Jackson, and I have known May for a long time, as I mentioned earlier. Um, so welcome, May. Hi. Coming all the way from where? Col- Minturn, Colorado right now. Nice. And you were, we were just talking how you had uh, um, just come down off the mountain skiing. Was it yesterday? Uh, yeah, I went out snowshoeing with uh, one of my coworkers, got to take her out and show her some really, a really great spot um, and chose it because it's kind of vacant and there weren't many people out, but Turns out there were some people hiking up Mount Arkansas over in Leadville and dropping a really awesome big couloir uh, off of that peak. So everybody was I've seen some of the pictures that you've posted within the in the character mill app of some of the places that you were hiking up to, which is I'm jealous. I, I miss I miss, as you know, I, I spent a little time in spent one year in Telluride and five years in Winter Park. I loved I love Telluride. Winter Park I've done a little bit, but haven't really explored the town in the area. But Telluride is gorgeous. Yeah, Telluride. I was there when the whole Telluride village was just someone's thought on paper. Damn. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so um, you know this this being kind of the re the first real podcast. I guess we say episode two because I interviewed myself in episode one. That totally counts too. <laughs> I, I was not a great host or guest, but <laughs> I made it. But I made it work. And one of the things that you and I talked about and kind of prepped for this was the idea of asking the question of "Who am I?" And I think that's an important question to ask that you that the, you have to ask yourself, not me asking "Who are you?" Because sometimes 
that initial question, as we talked about, may not be completely authentic. Where yeah. if you say, who am I? And you, and you have that conversation with yourself, I think there's a much better chance of, of the ans- of the answers being more true, I guess, authentic. I want to keep coming back to it because authentic is the word that I use for these podcasts. So um, sounds like you've done that because you've given me kind of your character word, which we'll get into in a second. But in your mind, kind of who I'll ask, who are you? Hopefully we'll get somewhat of the same answer that you told yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of who are you and what, what makes May, May? You know, what makes... My goodness. (laughs) You know, I mean, how do you, how do you consider yourself? What are, what do you think are some of your values? And then at that point, well, then we'll kind of dive into the the one specific character word that, that you mentioned. Yeah, I mean, when you really sit down and you ask you that question of like, who am I? It's, it's kind of, it's, I mean, it's completely all encompassing because you can't really lie to yourself on that. Um, Like you have to take the good with the bad and, you know, some of your good traits are also some of your bad traits. Like I can, I've always been a like very passionate person about no matter what I'm doing, like it's a passionate about an activity or just what I'm doing. Sometimes I end up getting myself lost in that, but I also love being like creative and thinking outside the box. But along with that, like sometimes I start delving into that stuff and then I'm like, what am I doing? Where am I? But you know, like it's, it's a hard question and to explain it out loud, it's really difficult. (laughs) It's, you know, I'm smart but I don't always act smart, which is frustrating. I'm caring, but I don't always share it or show it. Definitely, I've got a lot of resiliency. Things, a lot of things have happened in my life that, you know, could possibly keep me from being where I am today, being here. But with that resiliency, like I've created a toughness that I think has really helped keep me going. I love the outdoors. Adventuring is probably one of my biggest passions. You know, like if I were to try to describe myself in like words, I don't know, this happy, generally happy, kind of outgoing, extremely introverted yet, girl who loves to snowboard and explore and smile and laugh. Um, let let me, let me ask, uh, let me jump in and ask, do, would you have said those same words and would you have, if I had asked this question 15 years ago, would I, would I have gotten a similar answer or is it some of these things have, have kind of evolved over the last 15 years to who you are now or have, have you you feel like you've kind of been the same, same type of person all the way through. I've definitely developed a lot of these characteristics at 25. I wasn't snowboarding. I was definitely like, would have been more of a mountain biker and I was working in healthcare. So I probably would have used the word selfless a lot more. And I still think I am all those things as well, but it's, they've kind of evolved. And as we all do, they, certain things become more attuned. Some things become more important. Some things kind of fall by the wayside and some things you're like, oh, I am still that, but I kind of forgot it. Um, I was probably actually more, even more driven at, let's see, 
15 years ago, 20, I would have been about, I can't even do the math right now. <laughs> I would have been 19. Let's just say 20. 15 years ago. Yeah, 19, 20. <laughs> so I think at 19, I was really lost. I just, you know, probably, I just finished my, you know, freshman year of college. I hated the school I went to. I still really wanted to do school, but at that time I couldn't afford to do school. So I was definitely really lost and just trying to like figure out then how to deal with that and the financial loss of dropping out of school and right. having a freshman year of school that was very expensive. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's well, so this, so that, so this leads us because you mentioned. 19 and, and lost. And this is why I think I wanted to do this podcast with you because of all of the things that are going on in the world right now. I mean, of course, I have a, a senior in high school who I think for the first time ever yesterday commented, he's like, oh, I really wish I could go back to school. <laughs> never heard that from him, but he, but he missed school. So he's kind of in a position where, although he knows where he's going next year and what he's doing, but I think there's going to be a lot of people that are lost that are in that 19, 19 to 23. And maybe they're just out of high school or they finished their first year of college and maybe college is not for them or they have, they're just graduating college and they're like, okay, now what? Um, or we just all lost jobs. Like I'm like, uh, now what, like, do I wait this out and go back to the service industry? Like, do I look at gaining new skills? Do I look at maybe going back into healthcare? Like, yeah, I mean, it's back in that state of not really knowing. <laughs> yeah, and, but I think because of some of the decisions you made, you know, what, eight years ago when you moved to Colorado, those decisions for you probably will become a little bit easier because there's so many memes and um, things going around on social media now that this is Mother Nature's way of basically offering us a reset. Yeah. Although I, I joked with someone that I'm like, I don't think mother nature is going to hit the reset button. I think she's going to hit the delete button. <laughs> I think she's kidding us into thinking she's resetting us and right. she's just going to be like gone, gone. Yep. Mm. But you know, I think now is an opportunity for people that may be feeling that little bit of loss to say, wait, okay, wait a minute. Here's a, here's someone that just kind of made a decision and, Went to Colorado. So well, that, that gets us now then. Um, so again, for folks that are just listening for the first time, kind of the, the idea behind the podcast are not someone's life story. Um, they are more based around after the person has asked, you know, after May has asked the question of who am I? And for me, it took meditation and really, I'm surprised kind of how quick it came. But I was able to kind of analyze that type of stuff. Um, one question is that you you take a look at what the what word would describe your character, and are there specific experiences or adventures that caused that character trait to come through? Yeah. Um, you know, I have posted some on social media. I've posted one about forgiveness. I've posted one about belief. Um, so May, without further ado, what was the character word that you came up with about your character? I came up with grit and it took me a really long time to just come down to one word, but I really came to grit because it in, 
encompasses so many other characteristic traits that like when I really looked and kind of was trying to figure out where this word or what my word would be um I chose grit because it comes down to having so many of those words that I already mentioned kind of within it so in the in the mayopedia <laughs> what what does what 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 does grit mean and then um if we can give us kind of an example of an experience or something that's happened in your life that you think has enhanced that that has think yeah. given you that bit of character but um first what what is what what is grit what is grit to you so grit for me it's kind of that determination um having the courage resiliency and the drive um to just kind of move forward and with confidence um and not it's not even always confidence like sometimes you're scared out of your absolute mind but you know that you have to keep going um so you know I came grit like it's you're resilient like somebody who's got grit like I think of like an old western type person like just you know I've been reading the Dark Tower series so uh Roland DeShane comes to my mind as well as uh the kid in the movie or in the book Jake um like I relate to those characters and I see them as having a lot of grit like not knowing what they're going to come against but you know persevering and pushing towards an end goal or even just making it to the next day and I think I think a lot of people have a lot of grit but they don't embrace it mm. um yeah that's... and I think it's an important characteristic to have or to foster um, I yeah. think, especially considering where we are in our the new normal, um, you know, people are going to have to. Uh, yeah, hey, you got to reach down. Got to reach down. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's again. I think why this podcast is so important that we need to kind of get this out now because there are going to be a lot of people that are feeling lost and okay, well, yeah, you and um, so is there um, anything? a specific experience where um, that you think helped develop this kind of character part, this character trait of you? So I think I've kind of always had a little bit of it, but I think there, you know, like being a gymnast and especially in the competitive world, like there's so much perfection and so much hard work that goes into that. Um, But actually you're part of one of like my first like when I kind of boil it back everything down, like you're actually part of one of the first times I think I realized that I really possessed this. Um, And that was, I don't know if you'll remember this, the first time you, me and Carl, we took me out uh, mountain biking at the snow bowl. It was, you know, as Maine weather is, I think it was slightly damp. I was having a hard time, like just breathing, breathing and trying to keep up. Cause I hadn't really, I mean, this is one of my, probably my first uh, mountain bike rides ever. And like, yeah, I don't remember what trail it was, but we were heading up and then we were coming across the mountain and we hit a bridge. And as a lot of the bridges are, it was wet, it was mossy and it was slick and I fell. 
And it wasn't my first time falling, but I like fell and I ripped the side of my hand and I, I was bleeding. <laughs> and like, I got up, I, I mean, other than the cut, like I landed pretty hard, bike went flying, I went flying and I ripped my hand open. So a little nerve wracking, but you and Carl both like asked me immediately if I wanted to stop and head back. And I was like, I'm bleeding, but I'm fine. Like, I want to keep going. And <laughs> I don't remember if it was you or Carl, but somebody gave me one of their gloves. And <laughs> I tried to ride with a glove on and my hand was bleeding enough that it like filled the glove with blood and I couldn't hold on to the handlebar that it was easier to keep riding without the glove on. Um, <laughs> so my hand wasn't sliding around inside a very large glove. <laughs> Mm -hmm. uh, with blood um, and I kept going and I just kind of remember the ex like that really sticks out to me because like both you and Carl were like oh wow like she's not gonna give up and I kind of realized that in myself like I didn't want to give up like I wanted to keep going and I kind of have felt that process repeat itself a lot since then in my life like I want to keep going. I want to keep trying new things. Like you're going to fall, but you can get up and keep going. Even if it doesn't always make the most sense to do that. Yeah. I, uh, I think I remember. <laughs> I think I, when we first, when you first said riding, I went, okay, maybe not. And then you mentioned falling in your hand and now that's starting to trigger something. And it's, and I'm sitting here and it is so cool how something what started out as fairly insignificant, just some people going out for a ride, but how something happened during that experience or adventure that helps shape kind of who you are. You know, that's, that is really the basis of the character mill, which is every day provides us an opportunity for a character, character building experience. And if you can go out on more adventures, you're going to have those experiences. So what you're describing is an absolute perfect example of why it's important to get outside and go on adventures because you just never know when you, you're 30, almost 35, 34, and you get to look back and go talk about an experience that you know, made me thought was insignificant at the time. I fell on my mountain bike, blah, blah, blah. But now looking back going, wow. Maybe that really did contribute to kind of who I who Well, I, and it, it kind of led into, you know, like I really, you know, some people would have, you know, maybe then pushed mountain biking away, but I've never been one to push challenge away. Like I kind of embrace it and I don't like if things are easy, like I kind of get bored with them. So it made me want to initially just like get better and not be falling all the time. Um, and then, you know, I, I fell in love with the community as well, like, because, because you guys were so supportive, supportive of me, no matter what my decision was when I fell, like you guys really showed me that support. So, you know, that brings in the idea of, you know, having a good support system around you is really important as well. And, you know, you know, not everyone's going to find the same support system, but like, I wanted to keep going. And then, you know, like, by being introduced to mountain biking and starting there, like then I got into racing 
And you helped me a lot with that. And, you know, like I loved that community of racing. I loved traveling and going and getting to ride like other places. But then that kind of led me to the opportunity of being like, I'd always wanted to learn to snowboard and it was never allowed to because I was a competitive gymnast. So like, turns out Maine gets, I had, we had a wicked nor'easter. I don't even remember what year it was anymore. Um, but main sport was still open and I decided to just say, screw it. I'm like, I just got paid. I've got enough to cover my bills. I want to go get a snowboard. I've always wanted to learn. So I went over to main sport, like what should have been, cause I was living in Camden at that time. It should have been like maybe a 10 minute drive at most. I think it took me half an hour cause it was snowing that hard <laughs> and the roads were that bad that it took me half hour to drive from my little basement apartment in Camden over to main sport picked out boots, uh, bindings and a snowboard. And I called my parents and I was like, Hey, take the drag, the snowmobile drag up and down the hill. Cause my parents have one of the best sledding hills <laughs> I've ever seen. And I went there and I taught myself the basics and snowboarding and basically falling. <laughs> and, you know, I fell a lot again, falling, like, it's not a bad thing. You can learn from it and you can take those falls as being like, okay, I don't do that next time. Right. Um, but that kind of led me into snowboarding and which is now probably one of my biggest passions. Like it's surpassed mountain biking and I've loved mountain biking, but like because of, you know, picking up mountain biking and learning that falling is okay. And it happens like, it kind of gave me the confidence to go get that snowboard and to just try it out. Yeah. And that's, a, you know, and you um, talk about grit, but, and I don't know if you've picked up on it, but both with the mountain biking and the snowboard, the comment that you told yourself was screw it. You just know? go do it. Make a decision. I, I, you know, you, yeah, I fell. Well, screw it. I'm going to keep stay on my bike and I'm going to keep going. And then and all of a sudden you were like, well, I think I want to snowboard. Well, screw it. And I'm just, and I went and bought a snowboard. So yeah, it's just making that decision. And I actually realized this two or three days ago, I was, it was gorgeous out. I kind of had been lazy in the morning and it was starting to be like one thirty, two o'clock. And I was like, I need to go do something. And I was like, do I want to go down to Eagle and go trail running? Or do I want to take my split board out and go split boarding? Like, what do I want to do? And I just, I kept going back and forth and I was like, just, just make a damn decision and just get out. Like, it doesn't matter which you do. You're gonna, in, in the end, you're gonna love both, but just go do something like sitting there in that world of indecision, like just go do something, like yeah. make a choice. It's, neither of them are going to be wrong. Like, and even if it is the wrong decision, like I ended up, <laughs> losing a part to my split board <laughs> that day not realizing it until the following day and it's like so what I lost a piece to my snowboard I can replace it it made it frustrating for the following day but I'm like I just had to finally make a decision and go do it and I you know like grit is to me it's part of making that choice and just doing something like whether it's the right choice or the wrong choice, like make that decision. Yeah. And I think, I think that's the, I, a really key part. What you just said, whether it's the right or wrong, don't get bogged down with analyzing whether it is 
the right or wrong. Just make the decision. Just go do something like, you know. was Was that a similar approach to when you decided to go to Colorado? Kind of, sort of, yeah. I was in a place of deep frustration, like with my jobs, because I was working in Bar Harbor, so up in Acadia National Park, and then down in Southern Maine, so Portland. And I was kind of homeless. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was couch surfing on friends' couches up in Bar Harbor and working for Cadillac Mountain Sports, where I'd been passed over, I think at that point, for three different buyer's positions because I didn't have a college education. I didn't have a piece of paper that told me I was educated, though I was by far maybe somewhat in a better position to than some of the buyers that they hired over me, but personal opinion there doesn't really matter. And I was also working at Eastern Mountain Sports down in Portland, staying with my friend on his sailboat. And it was becoming fall or no, it was getting into winter and the holiday season and they hadn't decided whether they were going to bring me on full time. And so I was trying to figure out like, what the hell am I doing? Like I'm home. I'm essentially homeless. Like I don't have a home base. Thankfully, like I was able to stop halfway at my parents' house and, you know, I was kind of living out of my car and some of my friends around my birthday, day were like hey may like have you ever thought of like you love winter like have you ever thought of you know you could come work with us at a ski resort out in utah which was snowbird at the time um and i hadn't really ever thought of that or like leaving maine as an option but like they said that and what resonated with me in that was i love winter they like made me re-realize that i love winter like i think winter's awesome Um, And so I looked at jobs in Utah and in Sandy and none of the jobs really drew me in. Um, And then I was like, well, I don't have to go there. Like, and I started looking and I applied to jobs at Beaver Creek and Heavenly. Um, And then purely based upon like rate of pay. Um, and something that interested me or sounded like it could be an interesting job. And so I had another friend that I worked with at Cadillac Mountain Sports, Joe. Um, he, he kind of was like, May, you gotta, you, you need to like, what's, what's the worst that can happen? You fill out this application and they say no. And I was like, you're right. Like, what's the worst? The worst I can do is apply and not get it. And then nothing changes. But I got a phone call to set up my initial interview with Vale Resorts and Beaver Creek within five minutes of submitting my application, which was mind blowing to me because I'd never gotten a call back that fast for any job. (laughs) Um, And then, you know, I think my time frame of like, this being like, you know, something that might happen to being something that actually happened, happened really quickly. Like it was a less than two week process. Like it may have been exactly two weeks from when I submitted that application to me being in my vehicle, driving to Colorado with a job and not knowing where I'm going to live. So it was kind of one of those, I got the job offer and it's like, 
why not take it? Jump in, take that risk. Like I've got the tools in my backpack to make anything work. Like just go. Mm -hmm. If it's the wrong decision, you can go home. <laughs> right. I, I love, I love the idea of don't ask why, ask why not. Yeah. Why not go? And as we, you and I talked about last time, the whole Gary V thing of just make a decision. Yeah, but just choose. You don't know if it's ever going to be the right decision or wrong decision because you know you could you could have not gone and you know done something and then thought it was right and then get hit by a bus. Yeah. You decided to make the choice to go, and you know you'll never you'll never know whether it was a wrong decision or right decision. The only wrong decisions are the ones that aren't made, I guess. But. Um, yeah. So, and then of course, if I remember correctly, you, you went out to Colorado and, you know, you had all sorts of money and. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> Man, wouldn't it be different. <laughs> job, right. Pretty much. I had a job when I moved out here and I had my car and I had maybe just enough gas money to get here. And my friend Joe, who encouraged me to go gave me a check for $500. And he's like, you're never allowed to pay the, pay me back. He's like, but you have to use this money. He's like, you need to go, like, you need to try this. Shout out to Joe. Yeah, Joe Moran, thank you. <laughs> as well as the gardeners, the gardener boys and Corey LaForge, like without their little bit of encouragement, like, I wouldn't be sitting here right now. So once again, that goes back to you having really great people around me That's and around yep. to just kind of give you that little nudge of, and that little bit of boost of confidence. Cause I think I had a fair amount of confidence ish at that time. I'm also extremely fearful of everything, but I'm like, I like to just dive in because what's the worst that's going to happen. I'm going to fall on my head and I've fallen on my head enough. Can I jump in on that, on that support? Is that a support system? Have you had that always through your life <sighs> or was it around the mountain biking or that type of thing where all of a sudden, wow, this is kind of a, cause the mountain biking community is an amazing community. That oh my goodness. Absolutely. Um, the importance of having that type of person more in your life. It's, I think I don't know that I've always had it. I mean, I got, I was really lucky growing up. Like, I feel like I was ex like the most freed, very like watched over conserved child. Um, Cause I got to grow up going like to the common ground fair. And I was one of the fair kids. And to kind of explain that statement, like we, all of our parents worked at the fair and like knew each other. So like, but we were allowed to like run around and just wreak havoc doing whatever we wanted and just kind of be free doing whatever we wanted. But knowing like somewhere out there, there's a safety net mm -hmm. that will kind of save you. But I think I kind of, you know, I don't know that I always had super supportive people around me um, directly with gymnastics. There were people outside of like my team and stuff that were extremely supportive. And I think I kind of realized like you can choose who to, you can be around. And like, unfortunately, like I didn't always feel super supported through my gymnastics, but I loved it. I also love the sport. 
and I got to meet a lot of really amazing people who are very supportive in it. So I kind of got to see that contrast there of like being around people who are really supportive versus like the toxicity of people who aren't supportive and are, you know, maybe more judgmental or, you know, just kind of more negative. Um, and I don't really think that being negative is necessarily bad because sometimes you need that to balance out like your wild, crazy ideas be like, whoa, like maybe half pump that break, like stop and think about what you're doing um, before you just go dive headfirst into a cement pool. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I, I think the reason I asked was, um, I think we all know the importance of kind of surrounding yourself with people that push you and support you and um, but yet that is such a hard thing for some people to do. I have a couple of friends that I can say are, are some of my closest friends that I've not communicated with in years because they were not a great influence. They, I didn't have that support system. I didn't have, they weren't part of that, that positive outlook for me. And so I had to kind of cut them out of my life. But I think that's why I was asking is grit, that takes some grit to be able to take certain people and not necessarily cut them from your life but maybe recognize that they're not providing they're not the best people to have in your life. You definitely. And that you, because of your grit, you've, you've been able to kind of identify the, that support system better, which maybe has just yeah. enhanced your adventures. Yeah. I mean, like it's, it's definitely important to be able to like, be like, Oh, like, and it happens out here all the time because there are so many people from all different kinds of backgrounds. Like I moved out here with nothing. There are people who come out here, you know, right after, and I came out here, let's see, in like six, seven years after, you know, graduating high school versus, you know, a lot of people come out and do this, you know, for a semester right after they're, you know, right after high school, or, you know, some people do it in the middle of college. So we've got people from all over, or you've the people, you know, you've got the classic ski bum who moved here right after high school and was going to go to college or like they were in college when they moved out here. And 35 years later, they're still here living the ski bum life. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so there's people across all aspects. Like I moved out here and realistically had nothing. Um, or very close to nothing, um, except a determination to want to be here, like, and to try it. And, you know, some people, you just, you get to meet all kinds of different people and you can kind of pick and choose who you bring in because we all have such crazy lives out here that like, sometimes you meet somebody and you click really, really well with them. And you're like, oh my God, I want more. Like, I want to go on more adventures with you or like snowboarding with you is like the best time ever. Like it's nonstop laughs. Like just every lap is good. Even if the snow is crap. Um, but you also like meet people and you like me. And I don't know if this is more like, me, I'm really sensitive to people, but I like sometimes initially meet people and I'm like, okay, cool. Like, yep. Bye. <laughs> Within like 10 minutes of meeting them, I'm like, yeah. All right. I'm glad I met you. I don't want to be around you anymore. Right. Um, yeah. Our, our guts are, are very seldom wrong. 
No, they're they're very seldom not, and or I should say the gut is very seldomly not wrong. Yeah, um, but it's it's sometimes it's really hard to tap into that, and I think you know grit. It to me it's kind of guttural feeling and like a guttural character. Like you really have to like dig in, like. It's it's dirt to me, kind of like you dig in the dirt. Like you're gonna find good dirt, you're gonna find bad dirt, but like it's all dirt, and you just like you have to dig through it to find it or to find what you're looking for. Hmm. Yeah, and I don't. That could also be with my landscape gardening background. Right, I a lot of things to right. dirt right. and plants. <laughs> right. So um, you know, there's a podcast that I listen to. A, fair, a, a lot almost on it whenever you know whenever there's an episode out and one of the things that they ask at the end is if you could go back and ask go back to your you know 19 or 20 year old self what would you what would you tell yourself and when I heard that my first response was I wouldn't tell myself anything because that would then affect how I would have lived perhaps affected how I would have lived my life and I might not be in the position that I'm in now. And I like where I am now. I like all my failures and I like all the things that I've gone through. So I want to ask that question of what would you tell yourself? But what, and I, and the thing about character, the character talks, the podcast is not, you know, this isn't really an, an advice driven podcast because mm-hmm. it works for you may not work for someone else, but you know, what, if there is that person that's male or female, that is that 19, 20 or 23 in there, they are lost, like you've mentioned, you know, a couple of times that you felt you were, what, uh, you know, what little bit of advice or what would you, what would you, I don't even say advice. What would you, what would you tell them? You know, having, having been there to where you are now, what, what would you tell them? I would, I probably really wouldn't try to guide myself in any way. Like, you know, overall, I'm really happy where I'm at. And even if I could go back and change things, it would be to finish school and to become a surgeon or doctor. And in that regards, like the field I wanted to get into, I'd probably still end up out here in Colorado. I don't know that some of the things would have happened where I would have been able to take that time to snowboard and stuff. But I think I think I would have tried to give myself a little bit more confidence and at that time, I think in my life, like failure was my, one of my biggest fears and to just tell myself that, you know, failing doesn't mean you did something wrong. Failing means you get to learn from what went wrong. So that way you can go back and make it better or, um, you know, do it differently. Like you have, you learn so much more from failing and doing things wrong than you do if you get it right the first time. Um, So I'd probably go back and tell myself like, it's okay to fail. Don't be afraid of failure. Be afraid of not making a choice. Yeah. And then that then just brings us a complete full circle all the way back to riding across a slippery bridge on a mountain bike and falling and failing. And, yeah. And getting up and then learning like, well, I don't really want to do that again. So 
right? Like how do I learn how to ride across a wet mossy bridge and not fall? Which to this day, I still really don't like bridges. <laughs> right, no, I don't think any of us do. I don't, yeah. but especially Maine, or on the coast of Maine. The riding, like mountain biking out here, I'm like, it's almost kind of boring. Right. <laughs> I'm like, where are the wet roots and the rocks and the disgusting old wet mossy bridge that's going to take me out? Like, no. these trails are all like buff and smooth and mostly root free. I'm like, other than the climbs, and it's a lot of climbing. <laughs> a lot of climbing, and the air is a wee bit thinner there. <laughs> It's a lot. <laughs> Can you imagine if you came back now, having lived out there and entered one of the races back here, you'd be a... You know. Oh, I so actually I've... I moonlight race now. <laughs> okay. Um, and I've, I've only done one mountain bike race in Colorado since I moved out here. And it's just kind of our local town series. I got my ass kicked. <laughs> um, but a friend of, we've got the Leadville 100 that happens up here. So a hundred mile mountain bike race up in Leadville, Colorado, which is one of the highest incorporated towns in the U.S. Um, and they have a race series where you can like qualify, but you have to get, you essentially like get lotteried into this race. And it is my goal to do it at some point, but in regards to trying to get a qualifying time and or like a lottery token into it, I go down to Austin um, in the spring to do a 100K bike race. And so the first time, it's it was my first ever long distance bike race and it was my first like bike race since the one race I did out here and then like the eight years prior to moving out to Colorado, I used to race the New England series. Um, but it was my first like time mountain bike racing again. And it was insane. Like it's a hundred kilometers. So that's 62.14 miles or something. Right. Um, and so, you know, Austin's a hell of a lot lower elevation but turns out those locals get to like start, never really have to start, stop mountain biking because it doesn't get that cold and they don't deal with snow down there. <laughs> right. So I once again got my ass kicked, but I beat my buddy who I went down there and I raced with who's competed and done the Leadville 100. He also races like Xterra series. Um, I went down there and they, uh, at registration, they handed me the wrong name or wrong number plate. So they had me racing as a 49-year-old male from <laughs> somewhere in Texas. And so not only did I, like, I didn't, after the first, like, at some point during the first lap, I was like, all right, my buddy Travis is going to have beat me. Like, I'm not going to see him again. But then it started to rain and thunder and lightning. So those trail conditions went from being, like, really decent and there's not a whole lot of hill climbing, but there's enough. Um, but like, because the trail conditions deteriorated and I got, I had that background, like racing in mud and knowing how to deal with chain suck and just really slimy conditions. Like I didn't know it, but on my second lap, I was slowly gaining on him. And then I caught him probably, I caught up with him 
probably about seven miles from the start finish line of our second lap, which I didn't know at that time was going to be our last lap. Um, I like saw him through the trees and I was like, Hey, Travi. <laughs> and then I didn't see him for a while. And then all of a sudden I was right next to him. And then I blew by him. <laughs> I was like, I am like within a mile or two miles of finishing. I am putting my head down. I am running through this mud. Like we're getting to that start finish line. So I beat my buddy, Travis. Not, not only did I just like plain out beat his time, but I beat him in his own age group and uh, age, his own gender and age group. <laughs> So he was really hoping that we, unfortunately, race got canceled this year. So he was like, he, he was like, no, you have to come race again because I need my chance for redemption. <laughs> and I was like, looks like we're, that's, that's so, that'll probably happen in November now. So I'm like, I start running a lot, but he does a lot of training. So I'm like, this will be interesting to see what happens. Well, that's awesome. But yeah, like... Well, I miss that community of racing. It's fun. It's a, a lot of great very, people. Yeah, the mountain bike, the mountain bike and ski community, because I think they're one and the same for the most part. I think they're, it is, it's a super cool. Especially out here. Yeah. And I think you see it, I mean, in, in any sport, in anything that's kind of outdoor adventure based, whether it's rock climbing or skiing or snowboarding or mountain biking, it's just a really cool community. And then you have to look that, man, there's a common denominator and it's everyone's outside outside yeah you know and that's that's where that's where this the secret is and that's kind of again it goes back to the idea of the character mill is to get people to get outside to live life without regrets so i love the fact that you've hinted on that so yeah may this has been spectacular like i said you you were one of the first people that popped into my head of of that i wanted to do a podcast with because i think grit is perfect i'm so stoked that you came up with that word because i think that personifies you and what you've been through because if I you know when you were doing mountain biking in Maine you were one only you know it's not like when you went to the race there were 400 women you know no I'm one of the pioneers that got Maine you know mountain biking in Maine and then you you just kind of took it and ran with it so grit's a perfect word and I'm so glad that you came up with that story um because I you know we weren't I wasn't sure what you were gonna you know. <laughs> I had a lot but it was kind of that was really a defining moment for me, getting me back into like, really pulling me back into the outdoors. Cause I mean, at that time, like I was in healthcare a lot. So like my mind was in other places. So kind of being pulled into that outdoor community, you know, and away from the medical field a little bit and just kind of having that out as an outlet too. Like it was great. It really, it, it really came at a time when I really needed it. And then it just, I kind of ran with it, you know? So well, that's, it's, yeah, that's awesome. Well, um, I appreciate you giving me, uh, you know, a little time today and sharing your story of, of grit, because I think, um, I think there's going to be some people out there that I will be able to relate to this and, you know, either make a decision to kind of surround themselves with that support system that you talked about, or make a decision that, because maybe they're bogged down with, is this right? Is this wrong? And just say, screw it. Just make a choice. <laughs> make a decision. And if, if, if you fail, you fail. But again, yeah. that's, where, that's where grit comes in. The only bad decision is not 
making one. <laughs> wow. Thank you, May. Thank you, May, for taking the time to sit down with me, share a little bit more about your story, and share your character trait, grit. I think it fits you absolutely perfect. Your story is such an inspiration for so many people, especially young people, just to go chase new dreams and new experiences. The cool part to this is that I did this podcast about a year and a half ago, and I'm just now getting the conclusion done. And I spoke with May the other day, and she commented that since the podcast, her confidence, for whatever reason, has really started to flourish. And she's getting back into some of the things that she really loved doing that she had gotten away from, which was racing mountain bikes. And now watching her social media, it is really fun to see stuff blow up for her with all the races that she's been doing. And now doors are beginning to open. Perfect example of what happens when you go out and you kind of live life a little bit. I want to give a huge shout out to Chad Hollister of chadmusic.com. He supplies the song for this podcast in the background called Life. Be sure to check him out at chadmusic.com. And until then, go try new things and start to build your character. Wow.